The views and opinions expressed by the hosts and guests of Reality Realty are not necessarily the views or opinions of Northumberland 89.7 FM. The information given is designed to be informative and helpful. You should always consult a professional when buying or selling your home. This is Reality Realty. I'm Dale Bryant, and I'm a real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage. And at this time each week, we bring you Northumberland 89.7 FM's Reality Realty, your local real estate forum, where we each and every week we take on, we talk about, and we interview guests on all things real estate with a direct focus on our own community, Northumberland County, and all the communities within it. And this morning, joining me as a co-host is Carol Ann Bryant. Carol Ann is a mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Centers Alliance. Good morning, Carol Ann. Good morning, Dale. And here we go again. Here we are. It's been yeah. a while since I've been here. Yeah, yeah. You've been you've been missed by uh, by all your fans. <laughs> <laughs> your mom. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> For sure, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. one other fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that's that goes for us both. <laughs> so today, Carol Ann, we're gonna talk about something. Uh we're gonna talk about the a condition that's uh fairly common in an agreement of purchase and sale, and it's a condition for a buyer to sell their home. So sale of buyer's property condition. And we're going to look at how it works and what it's about and some of the considerations that need to be made with this condition. And okay. And we're going to do that. And so you're going to, you're ready to question me on it? I'm ready to quiz you. Yeah, you've, you've figured out all the best questions. Yes. Yeah. Well, and, and it's a good thing because you know what? This, this is a common condition. Yes, it is. And... And there's some complexities to it for sure. And just about every time somebody who is considering putting in that condition or or needs to put in that condition, right? Uh, they need to understand it. And so they're asking questions about it. And and those sellers who will receive a, an offer with that condition in it, then all of a sudden there are conversations with their realtor about, oh, what's this about? And how sure. does that work? And what? What are the implications and, you know, how is that going to do for us? So, yeah, we'll, we'll look at that stuff. So we're going to get right down to it first, uh, right down to business. And we're going to look at our July 25, 2019 snapshot. And that's a look at today's residential real estate market right here in Northumberland County. July 25. I know. The whole summer seems to be zipping by. I know we were talking <coughs> talking to Lane uh, yeah. in in the in the lounge there before we came into the studio and it's just it seems like not too long ago we were everything was cold and wet and we, we were, were all complaining yeah. when was summer going to start and yeah the, and now now if we start to counter the uh, count the weeks oh don't even start right. I don't even want to think about okay. cold weather. Yet. So, so I'm going to get back on track. Snapshot. Okay. Snapshot. So there has been 145 single family residential sales over the past month. 
and that's down by two sales since our last uh, report. It leaves us with an inventory of 485 residential listings for sale, fairly steady as she goes there. Average selling price of successful sales over the past year has risen again hmm. to approximately $436,000. During the past year, people have received on average approximately 98% of the list price in a market time of 46 days. We are still in a seller's market with an absorption rate at approximately 30% based on the past month's sales trend. And that means we have a residential home inventory that can satisfy approximately 3.3 months of sales at the rate homes have been selling. I research these Northumberland County statistics and calculate the absorption rate using information from CoreLogic's matrix system and matrix is the local realtor component of the mls system if you're thinking of buying or selling a home you'll want this kind of information but you'll want it to be more area specific to the property type you're dealing with and the price band it's in so talk to your local realtor they can help you understand this information and make it work for you carol ann yes you're in you're, you're the mortgage broker I am. In the house, in the studio, what are the mortgage rates? So, uh, as long as th there's qualification uh, criteria for these rates, of course, as, as always. always. Uh, Five-year fixed as low as 2.69%. And the variable has been remaining, the discount off of variable that lenders are offering has remained steady at prime minus 1.1. Uh, and since prime is 3.95, that would make your interest rate 2.85%. Bank of Canada has not made any change to the overnight lending rate, which affects the prime lending rate. Um, and there's no indication that they are going to increase. So no, the scare factor we had a while ago were panic, you know, rates are going up, rates are going up. They did go up temporarily. Mm -hmm. And then they came right back down again. Now, I heard on the news this morning, they were talking about the European market and, and interest rates were maybe in September going to go down. And then they were even talking about the U.S. market, that mm -hmm. interest rates were going to go down. I, this was the national news. Yeah. I, I'm not sure why they didn't say anything about the Canadian rates. but any I have heard speculation that the Bank of mm -hmm. Canada might lower the overnight lending rate which affects how the banks set their mm -hmm. prime lending rate um but it's speculation and so i think what we can take away from that is we're not hearing that they're going to go up that's promising so they're yeah. either going to stay the same or go down so it's really it's not uh, promising for an investor no but for people looking to buy yeah. or or refinance uh now's the time to do it yeah for sure and obviously Today's mortgage rates came to us from mortgage broker Carol Ann Bryant with Dominion Lending Centers. Alliance. Uh, Dominion Lending Centers Alliance. Alliance. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So the only notice we have today is a hazardous waste days coming up. There are two more days this summer. One is August 7 and the other is August 10. And hazardous waste day in Coburg 
is at 60 Elgin Street West and typically takes place between 8.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. on And, and we've done that days. before, right? So yeah. there, it's a little bit of a process, isn't it? You, you, just, you just show you, up and... You pull in, you, you... Tell them what you have. You get in line with your car and and then you tell them what you have and you put it out on the tables or wherever they tell you to put it and because and they do the sorting they're, they're they're doing all the sorting right. and making sure things are taken care of properly yeah and that folks is your current snapshot of the residential real estate market and events in northumberland county i'd just like to remind everybody that the views and opinions expressed on reality realty or any of the articles presented do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of the station, of the Northumberland Hills Association of Realtors, or of any other real estate brokerage or realtor. They're simply our views and opinions at this time. Okay, are you ready to be on the hot seat? Yeah, yeah. You know what? I just just as a, a note to self, <laughs> right? I I try not to say that to my guests. <laughs> but you're the host. You're not the guest. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there's a reason I try not to say it. <laughs> like, I was really Oh, I saw your eyes go really wide. Yeah, I was really relaxed about this topic. And, <laughs> and then, then you said <laughs> that. And even though I sit here every week, like, you did yeah, something yeah. to yeah, me. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. let's see now. All right, okay. All right, go ahead. Well, so sale of buyer's property condition, which sometimes you have to add into an offer to purchase. So mm -hmm. let's just start off with what is it? Yeah, so it's a condition. It's a sale by a property condition. Some people will say sale, um, so it'll be short form to an SBP or an SPP, sale purchaser property. Uh, some of the some of the people that have been in real estate longer still refer to it like that. And and it's basically just saying in an offer, I would like to buy your house. Here are all my terms and conditions that 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 I, I require to be able to buy your house. Mm -hmm. And and one of those conditions is the fact that I own a home and I need to sell it because without the the money from the home I sell, I won't have the money to buy your home. So it's conditional on, on that, that makes happening. Sense. Yeah. yeah. And so obviously if, if you're a homeowner and, and your equity is tied up in that home and you can't afford to have two mortgages going at the same time or, or, or whatever way you, you can't afford to find or don't want to afford to finance two at the same time, that, the sale of buyer property uh, condition is uh, something you should be considering. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's fairly common as well. Because obviously, most of us do have that scenario going on. And, and then you're, you're taking a chance, you're, you're saying, okay, do I want to put this into my offer? Or do I, do I want to take a chance? And do I want to say I'll buy this property without that condition because, because I feel so confident my place will sell? And wow. Yeah, that makes me nervous. And, you know, we, we are in this industry and both you and I have seen that. Mm -hmm. You've had clients that have gone that way. 
I've had clients for financing that have said, nope, we're just, we're not putting that in there. We've been told our house will sell. For me, it's scary because, you know, I will know that they cannot qualify to carry two homes. So Mm -hmm. my fingers are crossed (laughs) that their house is going to sell. I mean, I'm not sure I'd want to take that risk myself, but it does work for people. It it, it does. It does. And, um, yeah, and we'll, and we'll talk about some of the implications a bit later. But, okay. uh, but in two, I mean, and I keep referring so many times on the show, I'll refer to the market in, in the first half of 2017 when – when homes just could not stay on the market. Right. They were listed and you had multiple offers all the time. And you know what? That was actually a market that maybe I would have even had the appetite to put an offer in on something and not have a sale of buyer property condition because you just could There were just not enough homes and so many, so many buyers and they were willing to purchase at such high prices so well that particular time that particular market sellers weren't even accepting offers with that condition were they no no they they weren't because they just didn't have to so you were you were almost forced in that market um, to to take that risk or be content just not being successful at any of the bids you were making on homes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know what? One of the things I, I should likely do, and okay. it won't take too long, okay. is maybe a little bit boring, but I'll read this condition. Okay. I'll read this condition that we're talking about. And and basically, I'm getting this condition as when we do up offers, quite often the software the realtors work with it'll have a library, not quite often, always, uh, it'll have a library of conditions. And we basically cut and paste those conditions into the offer we're working on. Uh, We can modify them to represent the unique circumstances of that particular transaction. And and then we would add in some of the details. So here it, it starts off, this offer is conditional upon the sale of the buyer's property known as. So you would put in your address. Right. And what I like to even do, if if we already have the house for sale, put in the MLS number. Okay. So that so that the seller can easily reference it. And and and, and we'll we should be talking about that later. Um so known as and then the address unless the buyer gives notice in writing delivered to the seller personally or in accordance with any other provisions for the delivery of notice in this agreement of purchase and sale or any schedule thereto, not later than and it's no no different than any other offer not later than and you put in the day and the time that your you're saying your house will sell by um not later than, and then you would put in your date and time that this condition is fulfilled, this offer shall be null and void, and deposit shall be returned to the buyer in full without deduction. This condition is included for the benefit of the buyer and may be waived at the buyer's sole option by notice in writing to the seller as aforesaid within the time period stated here on, herein. So it's basically saying, 
we need to sell this home, the buyer's home, at this address, and we're saying we're going to do it by this and this time and date. And that's the condition. And um, I think we kind of covered why why you would use that condition. We, mm-hmm. yeah, I think yeah. you answered yeah. that that question yeah. that I had. And so um, so the time that you put in there. Um, yeah. So what 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 are common timeframes? Yeah, and 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 in an offer, everything is negotiable. Um, y- the the buyer can set a time. The buyer could say, "Hey, I I want eight weeks to sell my home." And and they submit an offer like that, and the seller might say, "No." I'm not going to give you eight weeks to sell your home. I want you to, I, I only want to have this condition, this offer with this condition on my home for three weeks. And 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 then, you know, maybe maybe the first date will be fine because maybe the first amount of time that the buyer puts in is realistic to the seller, realistic to the seller's realtor, and everything goes through, but you know things can be negotiated. So there isn't one standard time. I I would say I will commonly see about four weeks. Okay. For that condition, that's that's relatively common to to wait wait for that time. But I mean, if if I scroll back up here and look at our stats, and the average market time was forty six days on market. Mm-hmm. So if you're putting, if you're giving somebody four weeks to sell, you're, you're saying, I want you to sell in under average market right. time. So, you know, there's, there's some things to consider for that. And do you want to talk about right now what the implications are to the, the seller of, of having that condition for four weeks? Yeah. Or you want to talk yeah. about that now? And that's a, that's a biggie, actually. We're just seconds away uh, here from okay. a break. So why don't we take a break? Sure. And when we come back, that, that is, that's the big heavy right okay. there. Cliffhanger. Is, is the implications uh, right. uh, to, to the, the seller. seller and, and what, are all the, what are all the considerations a seller needs to make? Okay. All right, folks. You've been listening to Reality Realty on Northumberland 89.7 FM. Uh, we'll be right back to continue after this break. Welcome back. This is Northumberland 89.7 FM's Reality Realty with Dale Bryant. And my co-host this morning is Carol Ann Bryant, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Centers Alliance. And before the break, Carol Ann, we started on looking at the condition uh, for a buyer to sell their home. So when they're putting in an offer, if it's conditional on a buyer selling their home, we're just looking at all the ins and outs and considerations about about that condition yeah and so we started to talk about what what should the seller be considering and or what are the variables for the seller yeah so a seller gets uh, a seller receives an offer on their home and it contains a sale of buyer property condition so one of the things one of the big things a seller needs to think about is what am I competing against? 
Like if our home, if we had our home for sale and we had an offer come in with that condition, mm-hmm. if there were, like we're in a, a four-bedroom, two-story home right in Coburg, and, and we'd have to look at the market and see are there other competing homes that are similar to ours in a similar price range because the fear is if if our if our home is for sale with mm-hmm. that condition will it become a deterrent for somebody else to come along and put another offer in and i guess just naturally as we're saying this i should talk about the the escape clause the ability for that seller to continue having their home up for sale right because explain why it is a deterrent possible possibly to someone who's wanting to buy the home so our house is for sale it's got that condition on it but another house on our street is similar without that condition what yeah so what's the variable there yeah so so when when as as a seller when we see that condition uh, for the buyer to sell their home we better see uh an escape clause in there as well we better see an escape clause that basically says that uh dale and carol ann you can continue to have your home up for sale and if an acceptable offer comes in Mm -hmm. you can you can then give offer one, the offer with the sale of buyer property condition, you can give offer one a notice to fulfill conditions and w- in which they would have so many hours to firm up, waive the condition, fulfill the condition, um, firm up or walk away walk away and, 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 you know, sign a mutual release that they are no longer part of that sale. So that's what buyer one who had that sale of buyer property condition has the options to do. So we accepted a condition like that and somebody else comes by and sees our home and they like our home and they can put an offer in on it. And, but, but, if if there are several competing homes in our market that are very similar to ours in a similar price range, then for most, f- I won't say for most, but for a lot of buyers, they're likely going to say, I don't want to get all wrapped up, emotionally wrapped up, and, and, and take my time chasing after a home that the first buyer the first offer will likely just firm up because they have no idea uh, of the ability of that first offer to firm up or not. Right. So they'll say it's, and also there, I guess you didn't say the time frame too, because that, that escape clause can have what's the typical amount of time for the escape clause. Yeah. So just like the condition itself, the condition to for the buyer to sell their home, just as that is a negotiable time frame, and uh, it's just ends up being a time that 
the buyer and seller agree to give that uh, person to sell their home. Same thing goes for the escape clause and how long that the the buyer will have to either firm up or or be released from the offer. Saying it's negotiable, most common times we'll see 24 hours, 48 hours, 72 hours. I'd likely say the, the, the middle one, 48, 48. 48 is is the most common I would see. You'll get, you'll get some realtors that will say, no, 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 I'll never counsel my, I'll never counsel my client to, uh, to accept more than 24 hours on that. You're e- you either know you're going to firm up or you don't. Well, let's look at that a little bit further, that time frame, because um, you have had situations where you needed, you did need longer than that because of who the sellers were. Yeah. Yes. So, so if the sellers, the sellers might not be two people or one person that actually lives in the home. Mm-hmm. Sellers might be people who live in different areas and are on strange shifts, different time zones. Yeah, and and so maybe more difficult to get a hold of. So, it's uh, you know there there definitely are good reasons to um, to give enough time for that to give a chance for that offer that first offer to actually firm up mm-hmm. I mean there you have an interested party and to buy and obviously the seller wanted to sell to them and so you know if uh, if you find out that they they just might need that much time but why not why not give them a chance to to firm up and you know, not build in uh, conditions to fail. That's impossible. Yeah, yeah. conditions to fail. So, so th- there's always the offer in black and white, and there's there's quite often the story behind the offer. Um, we had that s- situation before we bought the house we're in now, where we were uh, in a multiple, uh, not multiple. Um, we put an offer in a, on a home that mm-hmm. had an offer in on it already. And I remember the anxiety I had because I really wanted that house. And we're trying to sell our house. They're trying to sell their house, the first buyers. It was a race, right, to see who who, who sold their house first. Yeah. And, and we were the second offer. We were then. the second offer. And and we lost. We lost that race. They sold their house first. And I was I was so disappointed. However silver lining um then the house we ended up getting which was on the same street because i really loved the street uh turned out it was a better house for us it was in many many ways and i'm glad we (laughs) did we didn't win that other so it's a bit of a roller coaster ride um it is a little stressful if you're the second person coming in and you're you're hoping that first person can't fulfill their condition and, and that's exactly why you, as a seller, want one of the considerations is you want to say, you know, it, it's, do I have, is this the only house really like, like that? Is it, in our case, is this the only um, four bedroom, two story right now in Coburg mm-hmm. and in this price range? Because if it is, 
then maybe you have more confidence to accept that sure. condition uh, where the buyer needs to sell their home. Because you say, if somebody's looking for a home like mine in this price range, they have to come here. And so it's worth, it's worth their while to spend that 48 hours, say, in, in wondering if they're, you know, they're actually going to get the home or not. And, and there's more conditions, too, than, than that. Um, and one of the reasons that you actually put the address of the home is in the offer is because the seller might want to see that home. Either right. either drive by it or see it online, mm-hmm. maybe Google Google Maps, or maybe if it's already listed, see the listing because they want to determine is this actually a saleable home? Mm-hmm. I, is this is this home actually have a chance of selling? Because there's no sense me, you know, uh, accepting an offer for these people to sell when it's like, oh my goodness, I can see so many reasons why it wouldn't sell. Or, or better yet, to see it already listed and see the price and then say, you know what? Yes, it's for sale officially, but it's so highly priced, it's not really right. you know, practically for sale because nobody's going to want it. So those are other considerations. And you have had, personally yourself, sellers who have had offers come in with that condition, and you have found it that the property isn't listed yet. No, and, and and so sometimes, sometimes what you can do if the property isn't listed yet, and and that's that's a perfect thing too to talk about. Like there's a seller consideration, yeah, but then there's a buyer consideration, yeah, uh, when you're when you're thinking about because you have a choice. You can either say when when you own a home and you want to move, you can either say okay. I will search for a home that I like, and when I find the home I like, then I will list my, and and I get an offer, a conditional offer, then I will list my home and sell it. Or you might say, I'll list my home and I'll sell it, but that sale needs to require a condition in it that I find an appropriate place to live. And so it's sort of just, you know, the opposite way to do it. So you have a choice of how you're going to do it. So if you're a buyer and you're saying, I want to first find a home to see if I even want to move there because maybe homes I like don't don't come up all that often. So I want to find the home. I want to know that I have a conditional offer. So what can you as a buyer do to make your, your condition more saleable? Your SBP. Your yes, sale of buyer property condition, more saleable. And that is get your home ready mm-hmm. for sale so that when you put in that offer that your realtor can tell the other party, the selling party, that the buyer has a home in, in sale-ready condition. Mm-hmm. They've already done the work they need to do. They've They've done any fixing any staging they're ready for and even even better yet if you can if you're able to say and we even have we even have gone so far we have the images ready to go and so we would only need whatever 
two days and we can have it listed or one day and we can have it listed. You accept this offer, we'll be listed in one day. Sure. So, so that's preparation that a buyer could do mm-hmm. so that, that they can sell that condition to the seller mm-hmm. a little easier. Mm-hmm. Other, other factors. So, I mean, we're, we're, we said the seller needs to consider before accepting an offer like that. They need to consider the, the market, uh, whether or not there's other competing homes just like theirs or not. Do, does, do buyers have to come through them if they want a home like that? Yeah, because I think the fear for a seller is nobody's going to want to come and look at my house if they see that it has this condition on it. I'm, I'm missing out on potential views. And, and if there's two or three or four like it, you're likely right. Yeah. Um, then the other thing uh, that we talked about was the fact that uh, you want to see the property, know the property address and get an mm-hmm. idea if it's saleable. If it's listed, you want to take a look and see if, if you and your realtor actually think it's listed at a realistic amount. Right. And, and the general market we're in, and we referred to the 2017 market already. Uh, as yes. being as being a market a frenzied market where homes just did not last at all and so if you were in a market like that you'd just say no yes. no because i'm i'm well you likely would have another offer or two or three or four or five or yeah. six yeah. plus so those are some considerations that you the seller want to make um is it is it uh, the hours, like you talked about variables, the hours um, that uh, that buyer is going to be given to either firm up or walk away from the deal in the escape clause? Are they asking for 72? And I mean, 72 is fairly common as well. And when does that start? When does that 72 hours start yeah. or 48 or 24? Do you want to talk about that now? Yeah, really key point when it starts. So... If, if we, you and I, accepted an offer and we accepted an offer with a sale of buyer property condition and it had the escape clause in it, which you really need it to have so that it's still saleable, mm-hmm. and say the escape clause was 48 hours. So when we, when we get that second offer in, that second offer has to have a condition saying, I want to buy your home for this much money, this closing date, these inclusions, exclusions, all the things. And and the other condition that has to be in there is it's conditional on us being released by a previous offer. Right. Now. Because you can't have. Because you can't, can't sell it to two, two people. Two, two people. Yeah. So it has to be that second offer has to be conditional on us being released from sure. the previous offer. And so we will know. Because they'll be in the listing that the conditions are, it's got a sale buyer property condition and it's a 48-hour escape clause. So the first offer one has 48 hours to firm up or walk away. So when we put our condition in there, that, or, or when the, people, the second people that want our home put the condition in there that they, they want to buy our home, and they say, oh, first offer has 48 hours. They can't just say, okay, so we will give you 48 hours to be released from a previous agreement. 
because now you've made it impossible. Because what, what, if you give us that offer and we agree on offer two, then the realtor of our, our selling realtor needs to make up a notice to fulfill document saying, hey, buyer one, we're now giving you notice that you have your, your 48 hour clock is ticking. So our realtor has to type that up. We, we could come to an agreement while our realtor is on the road for the next three hours showing homes. Sure. And then our realtor gets back to their office and starts going through emails. And then maybe 20 minutes later finds this email where, where the uh, agreement has been accepted. Uh-oh, now I start typing. Well, now I have to now our realtor has to meet with us and get us to sign that notice to fulfill. They either have to meet with us and we'll sign it, or the, that realtor will send it to us via DocuSign for electronic signatures, or Authentisign, or there's a number of different electronic softwares. So not only do they have to see it, they have to make up the notice, and they have to get it signed, and now we have to send it to the either the people. Buyer one, the buyer one's buyer realtor. One. And, and as soon as it's sent, that's when the 48 hours starts. Okay. Or that's when the 24 hours starts. So, so that's buyer when the two is only given 48 hours. Then From maybe the time they receive the yeah, notice to fulfill. Maybe you've eaten up six hours of that 48 just in doing paperwork and trying to get things signed and sent off to buyer one, so oh, realtor. More than that. Possibly. What, what if... It's on a... What if... What if um, that second offer came into us, and it came into us um, eleven o'clock. Eleven in the o'clock <laughs> in the evening, and and we 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 agreed to it. We, you know, maybe we we took the next hour, and we just agreed to it. We said, "Yep," and we'll accept it. And and so maybe our realtor uh, at eleven forty-five. Has has his or her accepted offer, and and so our realtor types up um, the notice to fulfill yep. and sends it to their realtor. Well, we, we can't expect the realtors to stay up until one, two in the morning, just in case something comes in the mail. Oh, I thought you all stayed up that late. Yeah, <laughs> not 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 always, and hopefully not always. And so. So sure. you know what? We could be sleeping so for the lose. next seven you hours. Yeah, you lose all that time. So uh, that needs to be taken in consideration. But also what needs to be taken in consideration is a, is a commercial break. Okay. So, folks, you've been listening to Reality Realty on Northumberland 89.7 FM, local real estate talk. Please join us after this break, and we will continue to talk about the condition in an agreement of purchase and sale for the buyer to sell their home. Welcome back. This is your local real estate forum, Northumberland 89.7 FM's Reality Realty with Dale Bryant. And our co-host today is Carol Ann Bryant. And Carol Ann, before we get into more of this um, analyzing the, the condition of a buyer selling their home in an right. agreement of purchase and sale, I just wanted to ask you about a change in the mortgage mortgage industry and and recently there's been a change in qualifying rates 
Yes. So um, some people might know, know it is the stress test. So that's how we qualify people for mortgages, which is a different interest rate than what your actual mortgage payment is based off of, which we call the contract rate. So for instance, when I said the five-year fixed is 2.69, as low as 2.69, that's called the contract rate. But that's, that's what you'll actually be charged on your mortgage. Exactly. But <clears throat> the qualifying rate that I would have had to have used a few days ago was the five-year posted rate of 5.34%. So Way different. Way different, significantly higher, which is why people are qualifying for um, less of a home than they did before the stress test came in. That qualifying rate has recently dropped from 534 to uh, 5.19%. So it's a 0.15 lower. It, it makes a it makes a difference. It makes a difference of maybe uh, for people who are making fifty thousand dollars or more a year, they can look at homes that are around twenty eight, twenty nine hundred dollars more. It, mm -hmm. It's not a huge difference, but it's the step a step in the right direction. And we might even see that go lower again. It would it would be nice. Just so making uh, buying a home more affordable. A little bit more, yes. Yeah. I mean, it's good to have a, a stress test because it helps people from getting into something that they ought not get into, right? Yes, but that's a whole other show again, right? Like you, hmm. you know my, you know, <laughs> 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 I stepped into that one, didn't I? You did. So. You know my feelings on on that. I think. Um, yeah. Well, you're yeah. stress test. All right. Well, is that it for the qualifying rate then? Yes, it dropped. Yeah. It okay. dropped. And so why don't we get back into the sale of buyer property condition? And we were talking before the break. How The time, the click ticking of the talk, if yeah, the clock, if you have that yeah. uh, escape clause. Yeah, and so. 48 hours and. Or and whatever so it is. And, but it, it, it starts when that first buyer was given the notice to fulfill. And so buyer two, when they send their offer and they see that 48 hours what is a reasonable time for them to put in their condition that they are that the seller is released from that first offer what is a reasonable time frame I guess again it depends if the offer is accepted on a Friday evening or yeah. the realtors usually have a good sense of that so I mean for me if I if I see a, a 48 hour uh condition for a sale of buyer's property I'm going to put in I'm going to put in at least 12 hours more just to give everybody a chance to give every yeah 12 hours maybe 24 hours more just to give everybody a chance to um, do what they need to do right and it, it's either the, the first buyers are either in a position that they can waive it or not. And, and the, new, the new buyers, they know. They know that's what's on the line. The first buyers could possibly fulfill or waive that condition. Um, so you just want to, I mean, there's a... I think th there's a lot of variables in that, right? Because, because what buyer two doesn't know 
is is buyer one already in uh, an offer situation with somebody? Are they ba- doing a back and forth on their house mm-hmm. and 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 it just hasn't firmed up yet. And so then there's a scramble going on. Like there's, I think there's just a lot of variables there. Yeah, the first the first buyer might have a conditional offer already and, and they're just waiting for the, for the home inspection report to come in. I mean, uh, who knows? Or, yeah. or maybe they haven't had a showing in, in a week and, and they're, they're, they're getting just, no activity. They're getting no activity. So a lot of different variables absolutely yeah. could exist. So it's just a that. domino effect when that, when that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, uh, we talked about, you ha- actually have the condition, which I read out earlier in the show in, in the first segment. Um, also the fact that you have to have a, an escape clause just saying um, how much how much time because if you don't have that escape clause I think it's obvious but if you don't have that escape clause and you've accepted that that condition what 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 does that mean if you don't have an escape clause yeah. as a buyer oh, as well a seller you, and you well don't you have that escape clause for some reason it got missed <laughs> so the reason an escape clause exists is for conditions that are unusually long if you have a condition to, for financing or you have a condition for uh, lawyer approval or you have a condition for home inspection, you might only have five, seven, ten business days, something like that. But if you have a condition to sell a home, you're going to have 30 days or more. And so if you don't have that escape clause, then that seller is basically handcuffed to your offer. So, so they cannot have any more it's, it's offers mo- come in. No. Can they still have people view the home? Well, they could. And they could, they could still have an offer come in. And as long as it says it's conditional on being um, uh, released from a previous offer. But the chance, the chance of a buyer doing that when they have to wait three, four, five weeks yeah. is really low because now the buyer's risk is... I mean, if you only have to wait 48 hours, not so bad. Right. But if you had to wait four weeks, that means as as a buyer, you're you're banking on this house and this house alone. So if tomorrow the perfect house comes up and there's no other offer on it, you can't go for it. Right. You can't go for the perfect house for the next four weeks or wh- however long that that uh, sale of buyer property condition exists because they don't have an escape clause and and you have locked yourself in into that uh, for that long. So it just, it takes you out of the market as a buyer if that escape clause doesn't exist and it takes the seller of the home out of the market as well. Sure. So it's, it's just something that you just... So un- you don't see that very often. Un- unless the sale of buyer's home was two weeks because maybe, maybe the buyer, uh, maybe the the buyer already has a conditional offer and they know their condition time, and so maybe sale of buyer property condition is no longer than a typical mortgage financing condition. Okay. So in in that case, you don't need then, an escape clause. No, because the escape clause isn't 
there for the condition as much as it's there for the time okay. that that condition takes. Got it. Yeah. So what else do we, what else were we saying we might want to? Uh, um, yeah. We're, we're did we, did we cover everything? In, uh, well, is it common? Yeah. You were going to ask yeah. me. And, and it, it is fairly common in, in this market. Um, I right mean, now to have that condition. Yeah, yeah. It's fairly common because it, it's a, it's a, it's still, as we said in the snapshot uh, portion of the show, it is still definitely a seller's market. We were at a 30% absorption rate, but it's by 30% absorption rate is by no means, you know, the kind of market we were having in 2017 mm-hmm. where it was just off the char- charts. Um, do we, do you want to talk about, um, do you want to talk about in this scenario where buyer one can't, can't they the buyer one's realtor receives that notice to fulfill and buyer one is not able to to satisfy that notice of fulfill what what happens at that point yeah so i mean it's it's a disappointing time for buyer one they uh, another offer came along on the house that they wanted that they had the conditional offer in on and they've they've buyer one has received a notice to fulfill and and they just know we can't do it. We don't have the funds. We're not even close to selling our home. It, or maybe we're close, but we're just not close enough to do it within those that, that time frame. And so then the what they would do is they would sign a mutual release. And a mutual release basically would say that the seller and that buyer one are released from this agreement and that buyer the seller can can you know can sell it to somebody else and the buyer one can get their deposit back right because that deposit when you put in a deposit is it's only going to get released for three reasons it's going to go into a trust account typically into the listing realtors um listing brokerage uh, listing brokerages um a deposit trust account or it's going to go into maybe a lawyer's deposit trust account and the only way that money can go anywhere is a successful uh, completion of the sale because then that pot deposit goes towards the sale or if both parties sign a mutual release and and in that mutual release they'll state that the money is to be released from that. There's direction. Everybody's signing out of the out of that trust uh, account, and bat and it'll state who exactly it goes to. And then the third, the third way money can be released is uh, court order. Um, you know, both sides don't agree. Maybe both sides are one of the sides is one of the sides or both are not going to sign a mutual release. And and it has to go to court for a judge to decide who gets it. Mm. So those are the only ways. So that that is how you get released out of that. Um, and both parties should want to do it because, you know, the, the seller wants to sell and the <coughs> buyer uh, 
should be wanting to get their deposit back so they can move on to another home. And they don't get their deposit back immediately, right? They need to know that that doesn't happen immediately. They're not handed a check that that moment that that mutual release is signed. It can, no, it can take a little bit of time. Now, if the deposit just went in to uh, a brokerage, then there's a processing time. And uh, sometimes, quite often, uh, the brokerage will say it, it will take up to 10 days for that your your check to go in and be cleared and then some brokerages don't write checks every day to give back to the uh, that uh, buyer maybe they do a check once a week or twice a week and so then you have to wait until it clears then you have to wait until the brokerage does their check day and then and then they'll come back and and I know of one brokerage that just t- has my experience has been they take a long time they take they t- they can take like i think 21 days or something like that so you got to be careful as a buyer um knowing how much deposit are you are you putting in and and uh and how you know to the best of everybody's knowledge and experience how how fast will you get that back if yeah because if it's 21 days that buyer now can't move on maybe to another house because that was all the funds they had for a deposit deposit yeah yeah another show maybe well carolyn we 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 covered this really well we got to all the points that i was hoping to get to and and thanks thanks for joining me and being the being the questioner did i put you on the hot seat no are you good we were I we were all good. right you I just you did i think you did a good job you just did a little scare tactic and uh okay everything was all right after that good so folks if you have any questions or comments about today's show or for any real estate questions feel free to contact me by emailing dale at dalebryant.ca i'm an active real estate broker with royal lepage Pearl Alliance Realty Brokerage. And don't forget to join me next Thursday from 11 a.m. until 12 noon for Reality Realty on Northumberland 89.7 FM, Truly Local Radio. Until next week, folks.